<laughs> WeWork is playing music really around there now. Right now. Is that either the, that the WeWork thing? Or is I it have just no idea. Office? Maybe it's her. Oh, maybe it is her. The person who's in this HubSpot thing. Anyway, let's this is our just, last day in WeWork. Let us, yeah, I know. <laughs> let's remove the visual cues from this. Hello. Hi. My name's Alex. Joey. This is <laughs> I was actually thinking we should introduce ourselves more. Oh, you know? Yeah. yeah, like you did, yeah. But did we introduce ourselves in our first episode? I think so, but we all sound pretty similar, except I'm pretty nasally today. <laughs> okay. So, hi, my name's Joey. <laughs> um, no, this is Alex. Joey. And Victor. And I th- after this point, though, we all sound what do we do? the same. <laughs> we all yeah, sound I know. The same. I know. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so... Worth um, a try. Monumental episode because it's our last day at the WeWork space. So yeah, Vertus moved into a new office. Granted, by the time this episode comes out, it'll probably be like three to four weeks into the new space. <laughs> but you know, anyway, so new office. That's pretty quick for you. It's yeah, a quick turnaround time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Yeah. Um, yeah. So as of today, which is. September 13th, it is our last day in the WeWork space, which is kind of awesome because we finally get to move into a new office. We finally get to kind of create and really shape our brand in a space. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really excited about it. I know that there's a lot that, um, at least in terms of like the culture side that I've been looking forward to, because right now us being split on three floors is kind of difficult when it comes to wanting to interact with some of like the health coach teams. Like I know a couple of people like Anna, Brent um, and whatnot that I'd love to like get to hang out with more and talk to more. And now that they're only going to be like one set of stairs, one flight of stairs away. um, It's, I don't know. I'm excited about that. This music. It's super distracting. It, it's a little distracting. I, I think it's going to be funny if it actually comes through in the podcast. If it does, it's nice background music. Yeah, nice. it's a good way to get go out of WeWork. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Anyway, so what I, are what to are your point on? though, Alex? Yeah. I am I am wondering how it is going to be having two separate floors in the same building in terms of not having to wait for the elevators to get up to another floor. Yeah. I wonder if more people are going to be coming up and down. Or if it's just going to be like, oh, I'm on the first floor. I'm only going to go on the first floor. Right. Or, you know, if there's going to be some yeah. of that, especially with two separate yeah. kitchen areas. Yeah. I'm excited I'm really... just to see all of that, like, come to fruition. Like, how people, like, interact with each other. Like, what the kitchen hangouts are like. Uh, this is, like, a brand new space for us. And it's, like, not very filled. So, like, we have a lot of opportunity to, like, make it our own. And, like, just kind of, like, shape it as we, yeah. as we continue to grow yeah. inside of it. Which is yeah. exciting. Yeah. I, I know that for... I mean, it, it can be completely different, right? Depending on how we've broken up the teams um, in terms of just like how often people are interacting from first to second and second to first. Uh, I just know at like Weebly, um, we had, I think, like the mobile team and uh, part of like the desktop desktop team um, on the f- second floor. And it was a struggle because not a lot of people came up to the second floor for any particular reason um so i'm hoping that something like that doesn't happen here 
just because I feel like for the most part, everyone is pretty chill and they're willing to always work in different places or just like to hang out with other people. So I, I don't know. Staying yeah. optimistic. Yeah. I have a feeling whatever the temperature is, <laughs> that's where oh people migrate to. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Depending on the floors. Yeah. Hopefully our CEO won't prefer 50 degrees for the optimal <laughs> working. <laughs> he loves it cold. Yeah. yeah. But I do too, so I can't blame him. Yeah. You're part of the problem. Or the better. Um, <laughs> anyway, so um, yeah, how's everyone, like how's this week kind of shaping up in, in regards to kind of, you know, everyone's kind of scrambling to get their stuff packed up and ready. Like how are you two both doing in terms of just like the, the work week? Yeah, in terms of the work week, I feel really good. Nice. I feel like I'm getting back into the routine, which is what I had mentioned a couple episodes ago, like looking forward to getting into that, like, boom, 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 you're doing this each day on the same schedule. And that feels really good right now. I'm so happy about that. That's awesome. Do you have a lot of meetings? Uh, or if those kind of no, died out a little bit? They've died out quite a bit. I, I For the most part, I don't have that many meetings anyway. But I guess with this new project for our enrollment portal stuff, it's been a little bit more each week, but not much. It's either one and maybe two at the most meetings added to my schedule, which is not bad at all. I'm happy with that. Nice. Cool. What about you? Yeah. Uh, Joey? Uh, week's going well, sort of. I, I was out a couple of days, just sick, uh, not feeling super well. Uh, yeah. Working on some cool projects right now for physicians. Um, feels really good to focus on their workflow uh, alongside our coach workflow. Um, so it's really great to like show them some love in the product and to get them out of Google, Do- Google Docs. Mm-hmm. Uh, just exciting for them and great for us. Um, yeah, you yeah. had you had a kind of like an offsite of sorts or yeah, where you had like a user research session with like coaches and stuff. Do you feel like since that a lot has changed in the way that you've approached um, new designs for different features in Spark or no? Uh, yeah, I, I think, so I, I went to Denver a couple of weeks ago and I, I did like six or seven hours of, um, user interviews with our coaches, uh, who are located in Denver and yeah, I mean, talking with them and, and like for many other people who I met, that was my first time meeting them. And I think interactions like that and like user research like that, especially when your users are in the same company as you are really just like has helped me become more thoughtful with each feature and, you know, with everything I'm like designing or looking back on or thinking about, um, with the help of products, like it's really nice to like, think about how we're, how we're considering things and then think about their feedback that I heard and, you know, just ensure that the two are lining up. And if they're not like, you know, I have seven hours of like interviews to kind of like understand why they're not lining up and like what I can do to better shape them. Um, I think, yeah, I've really, I've really come to like appreciate doing more user interviewing, uh, this year in my career. Uh, it's just like, especially as I mentioned, like when, when the users are in the same building as you are, you know, theoretically, <laughs> um, it's just like, it, it's amazing to like have that resource there and, and really just helps you like guide your product in a better way. Right. Cool. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. It's been fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is, is that something you brought with you from elsewhere? Cause I don't know of any other companies that have their own users that are actually employees themselves. Like I'm, I'm sure there are and maybe they're not public mm-hmm. or publicly known, but yeah. that was really cool 
that I thought you you were doing that. I'll let you in on a secret. I have no idea what I'm doing. Uh, <laughs> Is I, it a secret? No, <laughs> just don't tell my boss. Um, yeah, like this is that was actually like the first like time I've done user interviews, and where I previously worked at Scoot, like our users were very distant from the app. Like they mm-hmm. only used us when they needed us. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't. It was. It was more like a utility versus like a network or like something you enjoyed yeah. being on all the time. Yeah. Um, so no, it, it's kind of new to me, but I think maybe because it's so new to me, like I'm, I'm really appreciating and I'm really having a lot of fun, like diving in Yeah. and also seeing a little bit of a need within the company to like better organize and, and kind of like facilitate user interviews when it comes to our, uh, clinical team. It's something I just kind of want to try to take on a little bit. Um, maybe it's like a, a spot where I can help out, uh, a little bit. So yeah. Yeah. yeah it's yeah. really cool you're doing that though thanks yeah, yeah. It's, it's certainly fun like i said like it i feel like that six hours was like enough to like you know there could always be more uh that you can do but like that six hours really provided me with a lot of insight as far as like how to move forward with certain things that we were trying to test and figure out uh which i feel like would have taken much longer otherwise yeah so you know when you consider like iterations and then getting feedback on that and then iterating again like if you can if you can eliminate some of those like later iterations because of earlier feedback then yeah yeah better for everyone that's great yeah yeah, yeah it's fun yeah alex how is your first week of full-time oh, full alex time. is full-time yeah surprise no um it hasn't changed much i think um which is great because it, it doesn't it doesn't feel like anything was particularly like momentous um i mean like being full-time is obviously like super great and uh, you know, just that feeling of like job security is nice, but in terms of everything else, it hasn't changed, which I really do enjoy. Um, I think that the one thing I am excited for is knowing that my kind of like my, my roadmap is, is open at this point. Um, I know for the most part, I'm going to continue working under Garrett, at least, you know, for the remaining of this quarter, maybe probably next quarter too, but, uh, just like being able to now uh, start thinking about where I want to um, transition into. I know that I've like talked to Hatch a little bit about the idea of like going into product and, and, and that's just like something that I'm more familiar with and it'll be exciting to kind of um, transition into that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but for now it's like mostly just kind of like how do I best put Garrett in a position where he can kind of um, move on and like move forward without my help. And um, how do I make that as easy as possible for him? So it's good though. I'm cool. enjoying it. Yeah. Yeah. The, the contractor jokes have kind of ceased for now. <laughs> and yeah, that's it's kind, a, of a, kind of a bummer. Kind of us. a bummer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, we're no. super happy to have you. It's like, yeah. I think, you know, within this week, I've thought back to like, you know, when we, you and I first met and like, you telling me how much you wanted to work here and like i just really wanted to try to like get you here and you know it didn't work out the first time but like you were super thanks uh, victor i'm just kidding <laughs> victor got alex's job um somehow they're still talking yeah. uh yeah man like congrats i'm super i'm really happy for you yeah. and uh it's great to have you here yeah it's so funny because it's just like it's it's interesting because i feel like well in my interview, to kind of give some context, like I had told people that this was my end game, like this is where I wanted to be, and 
What did you mean by that? Like, do you mind explaining a little bit more? Uh, when yeah, you say like, Endgame, was that like for the next five years? Like, is this where you can like only see yourself? Or like initially, it was that like this. This is where I can only see myself, and I think that was just like a culmination of having interviewed at places where you know it was just like another like social media app or like something that wasn't really making an impact and and the more i was just like reading into kind of like what verda was doing it was it was just like more it just resonated with me more um this idea of being able to really tie in healthcare and technology through the lens of design um that was like really what was calling me and the more that I've kind of settled into this role, um, obviously like being realistic now, like end game may not literally mean like end game. Like I, if I'm being completely honest, I don't know if I'll stay here like forever. I mean, obviously I'd love to, um, but you know, life kind of just works out in however ways it does. And so if you're it, not here in your fifth year, we're going to grab I know, seriously. <laughs> so like end game more of just like, at least in this, like, chapter right this current chapter of my life and um i'm like happy to finally be here and kind of going back to my point it was just like i i feel like compared to the next person i'm i don't know as much about like the science and and like I'm, i feel like compared to say like i don't know like cammy or something like mm-hmm. i'm definitely not as like passionate um, and not to, to put me down in any regard is mostly just like her passion for, for changing lives is like insane and it's crazy. And, and it's something I definitely aspire to. Um, but it's just so interesting, like looking back and, and seeing myself say like, Oh, this is the end game. This is like the end game. And so where I want to be and like realizing now that I'm in this world, like I still have so much to learn and so much to, to kind of like develop as a person, both as like a designer as well as just someone who um, is vested in trying to improve the lives of people through healthcare. So and I think everyone has their own reasons for being here. Like Cami, uh, who maybe we should provide a little more context is an amazing 25 uh, year old who has an incredible like science background combined with like a marketing background. And she's just an incredibly brilliant and like talented individual. And what brought her here is a very like specific health case, uh, which, you know, without going into much details, like uh, Verda was able to solve that for her. So she has like a very personal connection to the um, research that the founders uh, have done. And like, you know, similar to me, like she kind of gets that, like Verda is helping her on a personal health level. Um, But, you know, she's thinking very much about like the patient experience, whereas you're thinking a lot about you know the patient experience but also like you know you're here because you're excited to like share verda's brand and create verda's brand and like you know everyone has their own reasons for like why they've joined verda and i don't think there's a wrong answer as long as you're happy so it's the end game (laughs) yeah 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 speaking of end games um i have a question do you do both of you like if i asked you like where do you want to be in five years career-wise do you have an answer to that today like is that something you're actively thinking about and, and, you know, the answer doesn't have to be like, oh, at this company or, but like personally in your design career, like, do you have things that you're thinking about, uh, for what you want to do or, or goals for yourself? I, I have like personal goals. I don't really have much career goals, mainly because I spent a long time trying to get to here. So I don't 
want to go back to doing anything I was doing previously. And I don't want to necessarily leave what I'm doing right now. And I'm super happy at Verda. And I hope we are around in five years. And I, I, I don't really know how to understand the startup landscape yet. And like when you guys are talking about Endgame, if Verda is around forever, that is amazing. And that's going to be like a great testimony to the company too for being around that long. And I would love to be here to help build out everything because it feels very different being early on in a company that is anticipating to be a very big company. And in five years, I guess I can share like real quick a little bit of my personal stuff. Like, yeah. I'd love to have had kids by that point be working remotely back home as I'm raising my kids. Um, and I think that's like the biggest step uh, in, in my life for the next, within this next five years. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm asking that because I, I, I guess it's something I'm thinking more about these days. Um, I don't know if it's like, you know, if everyone should have an answer or if, if I, I guess I'm worried like going day to day, day to day, am I going to like, you know, in two years regret not having more of a plan or is that okay? Um, thinking like two years back, like, you know, I just joined Verta like six months ago. I like wasn't really sure where I wanted to be in the company. I couldn't predict where I am in the company now. So I'm wondering like how much that plan uh, actually matters or if it's like the act of thinking about that plan that provides the benefit. Yeah, you know? I think if you're like really happy at the moment and you don't want to change much in your life, that that's totally fine. I was at a point four years ago where I wanted to change something in my life and I did, but it took four years. So, I mean, that's almost at that five year mark. So yeah, I think it all depends on your personal happiness. Yeah. What about you, X? Um, I, yeah, that, that's a hard one to answer just because I feel like I can see myself in multiple or I can see that five year like thing, like play out in multiple ways. Um, whether or not that is staying as kind of like an IC or transitioning into more of like some sort of like management role. Um, I don't know. I, I, I always feel like that's like the natural course, like going into some sort of like project manager thing or whatnot. Um, but yeah, I relate more to like kind of what you were saying, Victor, which is like I can probably see myself sticking to more of like personal goals that I set out for myself or like those are more clear for me. Um, but I don't know. It's, it's tricky and it's tricky to kind of want to plan that. No, not knowing for sure where the company is going to be in, in the, those five years. Um, Cause I mean, like if we truly and tremendously scale within the next two, and we really like double, if not like triple our, our company size. Like, I don't know if I can see myself transitioning into some sort of like, um, management role, just purely on the fact that like my experience, like skill set, could, it doesn't stack up to somebody who obviously has more experience, right? Like, you know, somewhat fresh out of college and only has like a couple years under his belt and comparing that to someone who's obviously like more tenured, like it doesn't make sense in my head. And so sticking to more of some sort of like transitioning into like a senior esque role or mid mid to senior role, um, 
seems more logical. But I don't know. I guess I'm worried about the expectation as we continue to grow. Like I could see both yourselves as very good managers because of your people skills. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I know you say that, (laughs) but I, I think the the parts that make a great manager are being able to manage people. And I think that's the expectation when you are a manager is like not necessarily to manage the people's work that they're performing or or doing. I think it's more so making sure that they're happy and have the things they need in their, in their job. It makes their lives easier. Yeah. yeah, (laughs) (laughs) Voice crack there. Uh, yeah, no, it was really interesting. Thanks for answering. Like, I, I guess I, I'm not sure what the right answer is and I'm not sure really like how to ask myself the questions that like prod a response, you know? Um, so yeah, that does reminds me of this, something that I was thinking about was just like Garrett does a very good job of like managing me. And I think I mentioned this like last episode or something, but like he does a very good job of that and whether or not that's scoping out the project, whether or not that's um, building a, an appropriate roadmap with, you know, the appropriate amount of like subtasks for certain things, like making sure that uh, everybody who is involved like knows what's going on, what exactly we need, what the context is for, and, like, et cetera, et cetera, like kind of filling out all those fields. Um, and I remember just thinking to myself today, it's just like, that's something that I have yet to kind of master um i find myself wanting to strive like striving to be proactive in a sense but still lacking that like um that kind of ability to really just hone down and be like this is what the project is this is the scope this is like who's involved this is what we need like knowing what questions to ask from the people to get the right information like that's something that i would definitely want to work on um and i don't know hopefully in the next month or a couple months or years or whatever like that naturally develops through just like having good managers you know so mm-hmm. yeah yeah cool. it's definitely a skill i'm eager, eager to learn uh we'll see i don't know just starting to think about it more if you're shooting to be my boss or joey's boss or victor's boss like just put that on the put that on your, your like <laughs> wish list, your bucket list <laughs> <laughs> Is that what this is about? Yeah, I just want to be your boss. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Um, Do you want to talk about some of the more design-related stuff? Oh, yeah. Um, Do you have some hot takes? No, well, not hot takes, but I like... I have a hot take. <laughs> Victor, give us your hot take. Um, Any hot take from Victor is really fun. Yeah. Well, well, today we had um, we had coffee with uh, Josh Dunsterville and uh, Tom Lowry from Figma, which is really fun. Um, missed you Jason <laughs> I know Jason if you're listening to this podcast which you probably won't but we'll tag you also anyway. works at Figma yeah um, but yeah I, I'm like constantly really happy over the fact that like we have a close relationship with these people and um, these even people yeah <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say these guys but like I didn't want to be not inclusive the folks of the folks of <laughs> yeah um, you know they're just like a couple blocks away and like being able to just be like, Hey, you guys want to get coffee and like have that work out? Um, so yeah, this morning we got to chat, uh, first time meeting Thomas, which is really nice. Um, I think it was a recent remote hire from 
Canada. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, but yeah, Thomas is a super smart guy, and it was really interesting getting to to hear both their their perspectives on kind of like the recent state of I guess like Twitter, the recent state of just like design or like conversations surrounding design. Um, and a good point that Josh kind of brought up was just he felt like recently there wasn't an, a lot of like productive conversations happening. Um, and one example that comes to mind is this whole like uh, rally uh, scrolling thing. And if you're familiar with or unfamiliar with it, basically they had um, come out with a website, right? And a new homepage. Yeah, a new homepage. And it just featured this scrolling animation basically that parallax yeah that like not a lot of designers uh, enjoyed or liked and um you know they were quickly dragged through the mud (laughs) by so many people and that kind of just ties back to what josh said which is the idea of like you know people are just very quick to criticize and and not have some sort of like productive conversation and that can ultimately discourage a lot of people from wanting to share their thoughts on anything uh, even if it you know doesn't steer to the far extreme of whatever the opposing argument is um but yeah i don't know i just thought it was interesting and i remember seeing a tweet too regarding that whole rally thing where they were just um kind of upset with the way that you know it should be an opportunity for them to share their creative skill set and you know that that scrolling stuff was just an example of that and ultimately it's like their decision and and they should be allowed to kind of play around with that creative freedom um but i don't know i I'm, i'm kind of like on the fence about this whole thing anyway so I don't know if you both have any on the fence of the website itself or Twitter. on the fence about like people's criticisms for it. Um, like, obviously, I agree to some to to some extent about um, how the scrolling isn't the best, but at the same time, like, I don't feel like it's enough to to want to like openly criticize them, and I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> they they totally owned it, which is yeah. amazing in their bio now. Yeah, I love it. I mean, I don't really mind these like scroll jacking, hijacking, whatever we're calling them. Like these websites where um, the content kind of depends on your scroll position. I, I I think the website's really well done. Um, I think the content comes in really nicely. It's rallyinteractive.com if you're trying to look it up. Um, Show notes. Yeah, I mean, so one thing I, one irk that I do have when companies do this is like these types of websites usually work really well if you're using a magic mouse or a magic trackpad. They work really uh, poorly if you're using like a classic like scroll wheel or something, or especially if you're on Windows, I can't even imagine. Um, so like, you know, here on, here on this MacBook, it's like, it's obviously like a really smooth scrolling, nice experience, but like, if I were in a click wheel, which has very like sharp, sudden like stop points, like this, I think would be a much different experience. And I think it's important, like if you're going to build something like this to account for those things. Um, I noticed on Apple's website yesterday, like, you know, granted they make both of those products. Uh, the scrolling was really, really bad. And I was using the Logitech MX performance and like 
it just completely ruined the experience of like of looking at the content there because it, it would like partially load and then it would stop and I'd have to like scroll more and partially load. It was just like, it was really uh, dysfunctional it seemed. Um, but like, of course, if I were using a trackpad or the magic mouse, it would have been great. Um, so I think it's important to like consider the audience and yeah, I mean, I don't know if, if like, I think this is a really creative uh, example from rally. I think it like stands out against most sites that I've seen. Um, and it's like, you know, it, it's not, it's, it's just like a site about them. It's not meant for any other purpose. And like, it's kind of like their playground and I think they used it well. Um, so good for them. It's fair. Victor. Hot take. <laughs> Hot take? Yeah. Not on the Drop website. It. Oh, okay. Damn. <laughs> no, we don't want it. Yeah. <laughs> What's your take? It was more so on the Apple announcement yesterday. Oh yeah. Let's talk about that. Yeah. yeah. Pivot. Yeah, <laughs> just announce everything. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm very upset with the way the phones are moving for Apple's iPhone line. And What's the newest one? Uh, iPhone XYZR Max. I think you got it. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Cool. <laughs> just making sure. Yeah, it's, the naming convention is all over the place. The sizes are all over the place. The notches in every single phone now that's being released. And I haven't been a fan of the notch. Everyone says when you have it, it goes away, but I can't bring myself to actually purchasing one of these newer iPhone X's, <laughs> also known as a 10. So yeah, I, I just, I'm kind of upset as an Apple fan with the way they're moving. And I'm still on an iPhone 6 and I haven't upgraded for three, maybe four years now. So um. I don't know how to feel about the state of the iPhone. Maybe next year they fix it. I doubt it because someone had mentioned that the iPhone 10 is going to be the iPhone for the next 10 years and this form factor. And I really hope that's not the case because in my feelings are that the screen is very ugly with the notch and it just bothers me to the point where I'm going to get a Pixel 2 XL because of the curve. Yes. Are you you going to get the 2 or wait for the three next month i don't want to get the three because it has a notch oh right yeah yeah <laughs> so the pixel 2 xl has a rounded corner screen radii and the would you pixel go for the pixel 3, 3 normal size i would but i'm probably just going to do the 2xl yeah cool instead of locking myself into like a month-to-month buying yeah. the phone slowly but surely what about you joey Cause I feel well, like- yeah, so this would be my first X, or this would be my first um, iPhone with this screen. I, I didn't get the X, I got the eight, and um, I, I eight plus to be specific. And yeah, this would be my first experience with it. Um, I'm I, I don't know, I'm kind of nervous. It seems like everyone though who has a ten now, um, I guess I should have said ten R or ten. Ten S. So confusing. Yeah. 10, ten S. The ten um, cheese. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Crazy. I, part of me thinks they're just like creating these wacky names to like get attention and it's working. Um, it would kind of be boring if they just like incremented by one each year. You know, well, I was really hoping last year they were just going to release an iPhone as the iPhone eight and then the iPhone pro. Yeah. And just yeah, leave it at that for line. moving forward for the next 20 years, whatever. Yeah. yeah but, I mean, the XR could have been the, the iPhone or the 10 R could have been the iPhone and then the 10 S could have been the 
Pro and the yep. Pro Plus. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Yeah. Honestly, you both lost me. Like <laughs> Alex has a pixel. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I, I'm excited to try it out. Uh, I opted for the smaller 10R instead of going for the plus size again. Uh, I actually, I kind of feel like it's like causing wrist pain having that plus. Wait, did you get the 10R, the 10S? Oh my gosh! Uh, so 10R is the lower end. I got the 10S. Okay. Okay. So confusing. again, confusing because the 10R yeah. is middle size yeah. in between the 10S and the 10X. It's Ma- the 10S. 10S Max. Wait, wait, wait. Okay, so <laughs> fuck. 10S. Wait, 10S okay. Max. 10R. Yes. 10R is like the the middle no, okay, size, well, so but from lower tier. If we're saying right. yeah, if we're talking about size, then it's the 10S, 10R, 10S Max. Yes, that is the dumbest thing. <laughs> Tell oh me my. about it. Oh man. Yeah, yeah, that it's is. rough. Um, it's also odd that they chose to release the better colors on the lower. And I guess it's not that odd because they did with the 5C a few years ago and that sold a lot. Of I units. love that phone. I bought one. I a had white one. one. Too. Yeah, yeah. Same. I, never, I never got one. I was really bummed about it. <laughs> yeah, it was a great Whatever. phone. Um, we will see. I think also the like whole iPhone upgrade program sort of bothers me. I have no insights into like the economics of this, but it kind of feels like that program while extremely convenient has allowed them to like really quickly raise the prices on these phones. Um, I did the like pre pre order last night and like the fact that I'm financing a $1,500 phone is just disgusting. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. I mean, it really like something about a trillion dollar value or something like that. Something like that. Yeah. It's just wild. Like that we've within the last four years, like almost 2.2 2.2 times the value of a phone. Like I remember people complaining about like the $600 iPhone back in the mm-hmm. day. And I was like, man, that's nothing now. Like inflation is not rising that quickly. We Part are just cost is not rising that quickly. Sucking the teat of, has it? Anyway, so. What uh, if that offer? <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, okay. So then one thing I did want to say was just like, and this was something Bryce, one of our engineers kind of brought this up the other day. was just like, where, like you can only do so much with a phone at a certain point, you know? Like this AR stuff is like a nice touch and never used it. Yeah. And like, what was it that I think it was you, Victor or him that said just like, it just feels like they're, they're marketing themselves as like a photo, like a photography. Oh yeah. 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 I was saying that they are more so projecting themselves as a camera company because all they talk about in every iPhone keynote, it seems like now is how much better the camera is getting, adding all these features. Boca. Could not, could not stop Amazing. mentioning yeah it seems like camera from like, related from the four terms, on yeah. it kind of took off from that so i mean if you want to be a camera company great but yeah. maybe figure out a better way to make these phones like innovative i will say the biggest thing that bothered me is the the branding of the um liquid retina display yes. a 720p display in 2018 for 800 dollars with tax is insane like confusing people also it's confu- it's by super saying confusing. it's the best lcd screen right right it, yeah uh yeah i found that to be incredibly infuriating um especially when we have like 2k phones that are coming out yeah i mean at that price point yeah but i mean on slightly brighter news uh apple watch 4 series yeah yes. Four. that was probably the one thing that initially i was just like I guess, but um, having heard the 
features regarding like health and stuff like that was pretty cool. ECG is awesome. The ECG and the fall uh, thingy detection detection. Mm-hmm. That's the word. Yeah. Yeah. ECG and fall detection are probably the, the two things that um, I will give to them because they, that seriously does cater to a much larger audience. Um, again, though, what is the, I'm curious to see what the use case for the ECG is. Um, I've never taken an ECG. I don't know anyone who, like, I don't know what the value is of that information mm-hmm. necessarily. Besides like the- All of our patients do. Well, yeah, besides besides us. All of our um, 100 million. Yeah. Um, that's a fair point. I'm going to stop talking. I, I think the watch <laughs> is interesting because like, unlike the iPhone, there's a lot more room- uh, visible room, I, I think, for like innovation. Like we're still understanding like how people are using the watch, and we're still like um, gathering these cases for what people want to track or like how they're just wearing it day to day. I think that's really interesting, and I think the series for like it combines a lot of iter- iteration and innovation from the last um, one, three, four, four different watches mm-hmm. uh, in the past. It's just like it, it's an awesome product. I, I'm. Could not be more excited about like the Apple Watch line from Series Zero to now. I think it's like I, I think that team is doing a really wonderful job. So, um, so I, I was talking with Alex about this yesterday. I think that Apple, by introducing all these types of extra health information and more integration with your body, I think they're just preparing us for more wearables that are not necessarily wearable. They're more <laughs> embedded inside your body. I think maybe that's the future where things head and maybe this is where the innovation starts and maybe this takes away the need for an iPhone X, R, S, X, R, plus, Z, Max. Yeah. Plus. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's a really interesting point. I mean, yeah, it certainly feels weird to like go about a day without my watch on. Um, and I, 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 I guess what I admire is like the emphasis on health. Uh, I think it, you know, probably would be really challenging to like emphasize anything else other than health for something that's attached to your body. But, uh, yeah, I just think it's a great product that's doing a lot of positive for people. Um, especially for generations, which might've looked really negatively at that product for a while. Like you think about like the, you know, my parents who, you know, what, what is the point of a, a, a digital watch like that? I wear a mechanical watch every day that served me well, but like, not that they're old, but like as they get older, <laughs> like having some sort of fall detection for that. I mean, they're not old by any means now, but like, you know, thinking 10, 20 years down the road, like this thinking now I think is going to serve us really well uh, in the future. And I don't know. It, it just, it seems on the outside from their marketing, it seems like a very positively impacting product. Yeah. Yeah. First, I didn't understand the reason for the fall mm-hmm. detection. But then I got to thinking, like, not necessarily for those who are older in age, but even for anyone who is hiking or doing some sort of rock climbing, whatever, any sort of fall that I've heard people who have fallen just kind of been trapped and no way of communicating with people. That's pretty scary. And I think this might help. Yeah. I mean, it's like a device that's literally always on you. Uh, You know, why they've... They've done a really amazing job of like, you know, talking with folks who have been unfortunately in car crashes and who haven't been able to like reach their phone, uh, but they have their watch on and like the ability to just, you know, within, I guess, a click and like a swipe, like call 911 
um, when you might otherwise be like very immobilized. It's amazing. And certainly like something I would pay for. It has me like kind of rethinking like the LTE option too, you know? Um, The red ring though. Yeah. That's a dumb design choice. Just letting everyone know you have the latest but uh it's weird too because like red doesn't it goes with like a few of their watch faces but like does not match the majority of colors they offer in both watch faces and in bands which is really interesting Mm -hmm. like it's a very well-designed product but especially on the series three like that red just did not match anything you know yeah um alex is looking at me like i'm crazy Uh, yeah (laughs) i don't don't subscribe to this yeah yeah uh you do have a fitbit on with a Apple Watch style band. <laughs> Apple Watch style, yeah. <laughs> Imposter. <laughs> so maybe we'll leave it at that. Cool. Good show. Yeah, good Good talk. So uh, see you next time. Maybe next we'll have time. the XRS Hopefully. Max in our pocket. Yeah, oh, yeah. yes. I'd love to yeah. check oh, it yeah, out. Yeah. And we'll be recording in the uh, new office. So yeah. hopefully audio quality, quality won't be you know interrupted by people taking business calls and random music spurs and, and all that. So until next time. See ya.